BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's ALLBIRDS.com code SUPER24. To a Raven, we did get a we did get a interesting Raven total kind of a game changer here. Uh, but uh, let me get this pulled up. This was sent to us by Robert, and he sent it to us through our email on the website, which Jimmy built, by the way. Uh, and you can uh, you can hit that up in the podcast.com. So uh, first and foremost, let me say this: uh, Ro- uh, Lord Robert of uh, House Blackbird. First and foremost, he says he does he's English is not his first language. So I'll get I'll read this, but if I stop or something sounds weird, um, but it's pretty well pretty well written. I don't know what his actual language is, but uh, if English isn't your first language, then it's pretty good. So he says, "Dear sirs, I would like to discuss who actually are Jon Snow's parents." So this is going to be an R plus L equals J, you know, opposite side of the spectrum uh, from where we're where we're at now. Oh, now, but says, I don't like how everyone is certain about R plus L equals J. I reread Eddard's chapters and there's equal space for both theories of R plus L equals J and N plus A equals J, which would be Ned and Ashara Dane. Uh, right? So we need to take a look at John. We are reminded that he looks like Ned so many times, even from people who don't know who he is. Corrin Halfhand, Craster, and other wildlings. Then you look at how much of a Stark John is in behavior and absolutely nothing from the Targaryen side. I got convinced when comparing 
with Dan the Danny chapters, uh, John has no dragon dreams. And in fact, quite opposite. He has um, on one side, stark dreams. And on a second side, uh, Zora high dreams, which I believe is from the Dane side from the long night from analyzing John's POV. It just makes much more sense that he is half stark and half Dane. What do you think? Do you think John will get Dawn equals Lightbringer uh, and one tinfoil at the end? What do you think about the theory that Fagon is actually Rhaegar and Lyanna's child? Sorry for bad English. It's not my first language. Thank you very much. Lord Robert of House Blackburn. So, Jimmy, I don't think you and I have actually on air talked about R plus L equals J. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm no fun. I, I think R plus L does <laughs> J. Uh, it was, you know, one of the key points in George uh, asked D&D, you know, who are John's parents? And when they answered it correctly, he said, okay, these guys are the guys for the show. Um, George is always reworking things and rewriting things, but I just don't see the, I've never been convinced of like what impact it would have for John to be a secret Dane. Like that doesn't, right. doesn't really impact the themes of the story um, or really the narrative. I, the only thing you could do is obviously sort of the morning. Uh, but I think it's going in a different direction than that. So for me, I, I don't know. I'm no fun. I now let it be known. I love a good theory and I will go down rabbit holes and I will start gaslighting myself. And, you know, you might catch me on a Tuesday and I might tell you that, you know, Ned and Chardain equals J. Uh, but for me, I, I don't know. I think R plus L equals J is almost canon at this point. Uh, as, as much can be can be without it being actually written. But I just have never really understood why Ned would need to keep that a secret. Um, I guess John would be the heir to Winterfell, right? At, at that point. No, because he would still be a bastard. Yeah, he still he would still be a bastard unless if they were secretly married or something. Right. Like that. Right. That's then are all of Catelyn's kids invalidated? I don't know. So you see what I mean? Like, and these are questions right. that we can ask, but I don't necessarily think that they're particularly interesting when you're looking at a book plot. Um, so for me, I, I, I'm, uh, I do not believe that M plus A equals J. What about you? Yeah. Yeah. I've, um, I've always been on the R plus L equals J side. And I do think, um, you know, like some other YouTubers like order the green hand have done really good jobs of, portraying the n plus a equals j and there's obviously others out there as well they're just sort of the first that come to mind but um yeah i mean for me the only way it would you'd have to do a lot of kind of convincing in the last uh i don't know little bit right to sort of really make that swing and make it important and matter yeah uh, to have it be a deal in the final two books i mean we still have to resurrect john which might not even happen until the end of when the winter. And then you'd have like one book to make it sort of a, a, a deal unless it does say again. Yeah. As you said, tie into the sort of the morning business. And then it's like, okay, well then he could be a Zora high and that could be more important than defeating it. And there's definitely, there is definitely some, there's something weird about a Chardain. Now I will say that. There is definitely there is definitely something weird. And Ned uh, and he, you know him going after Arthur Dane is slain. Like I think it, I think it's worth diving in for that. And, and me, you can like we can sit here for a couple right. of hours and just go down the rabbit hole and then maybe bring something to the listeners. But it, I, I think it's almost more interesting to find out what else has gone on there and why was a shard like why did he have to take and is she is she still possibly alive? Except the Lamore. I, I, is she? I don't know. 
Right. Well, I guess, you know, if she did have a baby, if she is Septa Moore, right? Or she has the scar, but it looks like she had a baby. And like, what's the deal there? Right. It's a good question. The, I think I think what's more likely is that if you're going to go down this route, I don't I don't know. It's possible Rhaegar hooked up with her. Right. I mean, and yeah, I, that's a it's a it's a possibility because especially the only thing that's kind of weird about it is with the Ashara Dane side of the whole deal of Ned going down there. One is she might have faked her death. Right. Or two, she commits suicide. Even the, the suicide committing thing is kind of weird. It's just it's just weird. Yeah. It's and like we never get a body. So it's like, right. It's like she, she commits suicide because Ned's like, I can't be with you. Oh, and I killed your brother. Uh, right. And so she's just like, OK, well, fine. I'm just going to commit suicide. So like, I don't know. I mean, there's some justification for it, but it's still kind of weird. Yeah. But then the the thing that to me that comes across as sort of weird and maybe it's just the show because you can make an argument they look pretty similar is but they are almost the same age in the books is mira reed because it's just kind of interesting that mira reed shows up and looks has very similar features to john and that they both have long black curly hair are roughly are like born in the same year so, like, the idea that they could be twins, there's definitely something there. And the idea that maybe Ned took one and Howland Reed took the other, especially because it's, like, save for Howland Reed, right? Well, that's actually kind of a cool theory. Like, Right. So, but uh, would that mean that they're both Rhaegar's kids? Or would that mean that, like, maybe they're half-siblings and Rhaegar actually hooked up with Ashara Dane, too? Yeah. And then Howland take so like there's definitely something there and there's definitely obviously something with Howland Reed because he's super mysterious and when Mira describes him she describes him as the chronic man she's not even talking about like Howland Reed and he goes and visits the Isle of Faces and there's like all kinds of weird stuff okay <laughs> going on with Howland Reed like yeah it, it, any Howland Reed theory is going to get me on my ears to perk up because I right. love me some Howland Reed yeah so there's tons of weird stuff that's going on with th with that and maybe that means the whole thing's weird right it's kind of like 9-11 conspiracies where it's like okay well like i don't i don't know you know like if one part of it doesn't make sense then the whole like then the whole maybe the whole thing doesn't make sense right because <laughs> that's kind of how i feel about some of these like you know you look at jfk and the moon landing and all these conspiracies what are we theories, doing right <laughs> this is the, we're going down the rabbit hole okay when you have to talk, you know, this it's a Westerosi conspiracy theory. Okay. So I think uh, I actually really, really like the idea of um, say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill read like i that 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 seems like it could add something to the story uh and with the shardane thing the things are weird it is weird and 
it does make you wonder what happened, but we can come up with multiple answers for that. We can speculate. We can go start looking at things. George could introduce some new things in these final books, but what you would then have to explain away, if let's just say Ned plus a chart does equal John, is that you have to explain away all of the Leon, and we're talking books now, right? Because in the show, we know R plus L equals J. So in the books, uh, you know, Liana asking Ned, promise me, promise me, promise me over and over and over. And then the uh, the rose, the blue rose symbolism that we see in the books that is dropped time and time again. Yagret and uh, and John talking. There, there's there's many things like this. And then Daenerys's dream of the blue rose out of the wall of ice or whatever. Um, there's a lot of things that you would then have right. to try to explain away from there, which I think we have very good breadcrumbs to lead us to that conclusion. So I just don't. I think like the most answers uh, are the most likely answer is the one that seems the most correct. And I would say that for this, it's R plus L equals J, but the mirror read thing is interesting. And I would love to look more into that because Helen Reed is a major player in the books that I think is going to have a role to play in the last, the last act. So, right. Yeah. So yeah, there's a ton to it, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know that I'll, I'll never get off the R plus L equals train because it was like the whole deal that got me into the into a into a song and i think there's just there's just too much there's just too much evidence for and then there's too much going forward that makes sense for it to be a big deal like it's way more important for john to be a secret targaryen to daenerys and way more important for to him for be a secret targaryen with young griff yeah now you could have the young griff and daenerys storyline and that goes its own direction and john does his own thing um, I mean, I've even always thought of the idea of Azor High being some random character that is not like Jon Snow or Samuel Tarly. I mean, it could be, but I've actually yeah. always kind of thought it would be interesting. And we can talk about that at another you know, thing, too, because Jimmy and I haven't talked about all, all these like big, huge Song of Ice and Fire theories on the air. So we're going to dive into all of them. But I, I've always thought of Azor High being interesting if it was like the Hound. Right. Like a character who is so scared of fire and it just ends up being like sort of like one character. Right. Mm-hmm. Like not John, because there's so much potential destiny tied to him because of R plus L equals J. But, um, you know, like somebody like the Hound or I don't know, somebody like I mean, maybe Jamie. Right. He's the Kingslayer. You know, something something like that, or even Jorah Mormont, I thought, you know, just like as, a, as an example of somebody that would be really cool if they're the ones who actually end up being Azor High. But I mean, I don't know, in the show it's John, but it's kind of Arya. So, you know, I don't know. You know, in the show, th- this is a detail that came out in the last few weeks that apparently at one point D&D, we're going to have the Hound kill the Night King. I'm there for it. I think I think it, I think there's it'd be cool. He just says, because he's you, you cunt and just kills. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think it'd be I just think it'd be cool because he's this character who's scared of fire and then he maybe sacrifices himself with like a flaming blade or something. You know, I think it'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think some people probably would have liked that more than Arya. Yeah, I don't know. She does use the dagger, so I don't know. We'll have to, you know, we'll have to we'll have to see. And maybe the same will be with Lightbringer in the in, in the books. I don't know. Um, so no, no, it's interesting. Maybe the Sword of the Morning is their job is to protect Lightbringer, right? Maybe it's not, you know, the special sword and who knows. So anyway, we'll have to see when Winds of Winter comes out in 2024 or 2025 when George gets finishes his final 25%. But yeah, that's where I'm at ultimately on the R plus L equals J theory. And we can always dive back into it and there's a lot more. Oh, and yeah. um, 
uh, Ezra and I did a, uh, a couple of years ago, a huge, there's this, there's this Reddit theory that won like awards and it's this four mega Heron hall thing. And Jimmy, I know it'd be a big project, but I'd kind of like to go re go back over it with you. Um, Cause it's so, so well done. I'm down. I'm so uh, down. Anything about the tourney at Heron hall. Yeah, we're down. So, Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much uh, for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for supporting us. For those of you who do that on, on Patreon, we are going to be having a Patreon hangout come soon. It's going to be at the end of the month. Um, I think that Monday, the 20, whatever it is, Monday, the 29th or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so is it the 29th of uh, uh, the 28th? Yeah. So Monday, the 28th. And then uh, we'll, We'll find a time once we get closer. I'll post it in in Patreon. But uh, thank you for all of that. I've been uploading more of the page, old, some of the old Patreon stuff up to Apple Premium for those of you guys who are over there. So just a lot of cool stuff and so much more House of the Dragon to break down. And then we'll be diving back into the books. We'll be diving back into. And I think Jimmy and I are going to dive through the Rise of the Dragon book. Yeah, yeah. We know that, it, uh, you know, a lot of it is from um fire and blood and the world of ice and fire but uh it's something that we can go over and we can talk about the new artwork that's in there and uh relive some targaryen history sounds fun yes absolutely yeah so we'll be doing some of that too so there's a ton more content coming your guys way so as always thank you guys for watching thank you guys for listening be sure to hit that subscribe button because apparently a lot of you vote on the polls but you haven't clicked the subscribe button so really really appreciate it so with that guys as always remember that winter is coming
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.